Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Jeremiah Gives Up, as we pick up in Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 21. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Deliver up their children to the famine and pour out their blood by the force of the sword and let their wives be bereaved of their children and be widows and let their men be put to death. Let the young men be slain by the sword in battle. In other words, I'm not going to intercede for them anymore. God, go ahead and, you know, give it to them. Let a cry be heard. He was a melancholy, no doubt, if you've done any personality type of analysis. A great melancholy, and it will show up even uh, more forcibly as we uh, move on into chapter 20. Uh, We see the melancholy at his classic height. Verse 23, Lord, you know all of their counsel against me to slay me. Forgive not their iniquity, neither blot out their sin from thy sight. But let them be overthrown before they deal thus with them in the time of thine anger. So the prophet is really upset with him, heard again that they're plotting to get him and all, and this time he's had it. God, just take care of him. Do whatever you want. Wipe him out. I'm not going to pray for them any longer. How different this is from Moses. You remember Moses as he interceded. Oh, God, you know, forgive their sin, and if not, blot, I pray thee, my name out of thy book of remembrances. I have a hard time identifying with Moses. I find a very easy time identifying with Jeremiah. (laughs) You know, I I come to my car and I find find someone's ripped off something from my car. Boy, I pray, God, you know, get them. Smite them, Lord. (laughs) Let them fall and break their legs, you know, and just really do them in, Lord, you know. I have no mercy. For thieves and, and, and people that go around ripping people off. It just really upsets me. Let the angel of the Lord pursue him, you know, and just give him a bad time, Lord. So I would classify more with Jeremiah than I would Moses. Thus saith the Lord, go and get a potter's earthen bottle. Take one of the bottles that the potter has made, clay bottles, and take the old men of the people and of the priest and go forth unto the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is by the entry of the east gate, and proclaim there the words that I shall tell thee. Now the valley of Hinnom runs along the south side of the city of Jerusalem and joins the Kidron Valley right down at the base of the hill of Ophel, which was the city of David. And as you're standing on Mount Zion, as you look down into the valley to the south, you're looking down into the valley of Hinnom. And uh, this is where the children of Israel had done so much of their pagan worship of the, of the gods of the Canaanites and the people who inhabited the land before they came in. And so he is to go into this valley where all of these pagan rites were done by the people with this clay jar from the potter's house. 
So call the ancient priests and the old men and, and gather them into the valley, and I'll, and I'll give you my word there. I'll tell you what to speak. And say, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place. The which whosoever hears it, his ears will tingle. Because they have forsaken me, the reason why the judgment's coming, they've forsaken me and estranged this place and have burned incense in it unto other gods whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah, and they have filled this place with the blood of innocence. They have built also the high places of Bel, altars to Bel, to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings. Now, if you go over to Israel in the, his, in the Museum of Natural History, they have a collection in there of these little representations of the god Bel. And they are, many of them, made of iron. Some of them are made of stone. And as you look at them, their, their hands are always pointed upwards with their palms in. And, and they are little figurines that look somewhat human with little arms out like this and, and hands pointed up. Now, they, what they would do there in the Valley of Hinnom is that they would set these little iron representations of the god Bell in the fire until they were glowing red hot. And then they would take their live little babies and place them in the glowing red hot arms of the little god Bell and burn them to death as they would dance around and worship Bell. Now, this is the thing God is crying out against. These are the horrible things that God's people were doing. These were the horrible sacrileges that they were, they were guilty of. And so God says, they've built also the high places to Bel to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings unto Bel, which I commanded not nor spoke Neither did it ever come into my mind. Oh, God would never think of, of having a person make a live sacrifice of a child unto him. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. For I will make void the counsel of Judah and Jerusalem in this place, and I will cause them here in this valley to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hands of them that seek their lives. And their carcasses will I give to be meat for the fowls of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth. And I will make this city desolate and a hissing. Everyone that passes thereby shall be astonished and hiss because of all of the plagues. And I will cause them to eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters, and they shall eat every one the flesh of his friend in the siege because of the straightness wherewith their enemies and they that seek their lives shall straighten them. Then shalt thou break the bottle in the sight of the men that go with you. After you pronounce this, just break that clay bottle in their sight. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Even so will I break this people and this city as one breaks a potter's vessel 
that cannot be made whole again, and they shall bury them in Tophet until there is no place to bury. Thus will I do unto this place, saith the Lord, and to the inhabitants thereof, and even make this city as Tophet. And the houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah shall be defiled as the place of Tophet because of all of the houses upon whose roofs they have burned incense to the host of heaven and have poured out drink offerings unto other gods. So Jeremiah came from Tophet, whether the Lord had sent him to prophesy. And he stood in the court of the Lord's house and said to the people, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring upon this city and upon all of her towns all of the evil that I have pronounced against it, because they have hardened their necks that they might not hear my words. And so the people were just refusing to, to listen to the warnings of God. Now, Pasher, and the name means prosperity all around. Now, Pasher, the son of Immer, the priest, who was also the chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah had prophesied these things. Then Pasher smote Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. So Jeremiah is now shut up in the stocks by this fellow whose name means prosperity all over the place, you know, prosperity all around. And he puts Jeremiah, smites him, puts him in the stocks. And it came to pass on the morrow that Pasher brought forth Jeremiah out of the stocks. Then said Jeremiah unto him, The Lord hath not called thy name, Pasher. God doesn't call you prosperity all about, but God calls you terror all around. And so, uh, for thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will make thee a terror to thyself and to all your friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and thine eyes shall behold it. And I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive unto Babylon and shall slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the strength of this city and all the labors thereof and all of the precious things thereof and all of the treasures of the kings of Judah will I give into the hand of their enemies, which shall spoil them and take them and carry them to Babylon." So uh, Jeremiah, really, uh, being in the stocks didn't really quiet him. He just really prophesies into Pasher the evil that is going to come, his own captivity and that of his friends and all of the treasures carried away to Babylon. And thou, Pasher, and all that dwell in your house shall go into captivity, and you shall come to Babylon, and there you will die and will be buried there, you and all your friends to whom you have prophesied lies." Now Jeremiah cries out to the Lord, O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily. Every one mocks me. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me in a derision daily. Now he's, 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 he laid it on to pasture, but now he's talking to God and saying, God, you know, here I've been prophesying, and they threw me in jail, you know, and speaking in your name, and I got put in stocks. Lord, you know, what's going on here? And, and, uh, is that any way to treat your servants, you know, and, and those who are prophesying in your name? And, and so he's really upset. Then said I, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. Lord, I'm through. Here's my resignation. I'm finished. You know, thrown in jail and put in the stocks and all because I'm speaking your word. Are you going to treat me like that? I'm through, Lord. I, I've had it. 
not going to speak again in your name. That's all. You're going to treat me like that. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary trying to hold it back. And I could not stay. Oh, God's word was just burning. I, I couldn't keep quiet. You know, it was just something that was there and God's word just burning like a fire. And I, I just, I couldn't, couldn't keep back. For I heard the defaming of many. Fear was on every side. Report, they say, and we will report it. And all of my friends watched for my halting. They said, peradventure, he will be enticed and we will prevail against him. We will take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble. They're watching for me to stumble, but they're going to stumble because the Lord is with me. And they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. But, O Lord of hosts, that tried the righteous and seized the reins in the hearts, let me see thy vengeance on them, for unto thee have I opened my cause. Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he hath delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of the evildoers. So he lapses again into a, a worship of the Lord as he, as he talks to the Lord uh, about these people that are plotting against him. And, and God has said, you remember, I, the Lord, search the hearts, try the reins. And he says, okay, Lord, search their hearts, try the reins, and wipe them out, because you can see uh, what they're doing. They're evildoers. So let me see your vengeance on them. Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he has delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of the evildoers. Now, as I told you, he's a melancholy because he goes from this, praise the Lord, he's delivered, you know, from the hand of the evildoers and all, and whoop, right down to the bottom. Cursed be the day wherein I was born. <laughs> Let not the day wherein my mother bare me be blessed. Cursed be the man who brought tidings to my father, saying, You've had a boy, making my father very glad. And let that man be as the cities which the Lord overthrew and repented not. And let him hear the cry of the morning and the shouting at noontide, because he did not slay me when I was born. Or that my mother might have been my grave, my womb was always uh, in her womb to be always great with me. In other words, had she never brought me forth, that I'd just been stillborn, died or something, you know, or still in her womb. God cursed the day that I ever came out of the womb and started this whole routine. Why did I come forth out of the womb to see the labor and sorrow that my days should be consumed with shame? Isn't that Amazing how he can go from just this high, oh, praise the Lord. You know, he's done glorious things and all. Cursed be the day I was born. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how easily Satan can rob us of our joy. How little it takes to rob us of our joy in the Lord. You know, I can, I can start thinking about what the Lord has done and just get so high. If I'm thinking about God's goodness and God's blessing and all that God has done, I, I just get rejoicing in the Lord. I, I start singing, I make up songs of praise and love to Him, and I, and I just 
you know, I just get carried away. Oh, Lord, you're so good. I love you. It's just unreal, Lord. I can't believe what you're doing, you know, and I just get so happy and excited in the Lord and the things of the Lord. And I'm going down the street just so excited worshiping the Lord. And some nut, for no apparent reason, throws on his brakes right in front of me, you know. And I have to swerve and throw on my brakes and, you know, swing around to miss him. You idiot, you know. <laughs> and from this glorious spiritual high to this fleshly monster in, in just such a quick time. It's amazing how quickly we can go from, from these high spiritual plateaus right down into the depths of despair. He goes from the praising God right into the curse be the day I was born. Be careful. Don't let Satan rob your joy from you. Realize that he's out to do it. Be on guard. Rejoice in the Lord always. Let your heart rejoice in him. Bring forth praises unto him for his goodness and his blessings and his mercy and his grace. And when Satan throws these stumbling blocks in the path to bring you down into the flesh, don't allow it while back going through the market. Happy as can be, rejoicing in the Lord. He's so good. He's blessed me so much. I had a neat, thick, top sirloin steak in the basket, and I thought, Lord, you've given me money to purchase this steak. You know, I'm going to go home and barbecue it. Oh, Lord, you know, you were so good to me. I can remember the day when I could never afford a steak like this. And now, Lord, here I am, blessed of thee. You're so good to me, Lord. And I was just going around the store rejoicing, praising the Lord, came up to the line, just standing there happy in the Lord, just waiting my turn, you know, just... Oh, Lord, you're so good. And this little fat guy with a cigar <laughs> came crowding into the line right in front of me, pushed his way in. And I thought, why, you rude little character. And I was ready to just grab him by the collar, turn him around and say, who do you think you are? Don't you see, I'm standing waiting in line, you get behind me, and that cigar. <laughs> I wanted to just push it right down his throat. And I was just seething, and the Spirit spoke to me and said, oh, such great love. Such great rejoicing, such great joy in the Lord, all dissipated over a stinking cigar. I said, no way. I'm not going to lose my joy over this rude little character. I'm going to take another swing around the store. I hadn't, didn't have anything more to get, but I went around the store again just to, just to get back in the right frame of mind so that guy would be out of the store by, by the time I got back to the checking stand, you know, I, I know my limits, and I know what I can handle. 
But up and down a few more aisles and getting the perspectives again back in the Lord, I came back to the check stand and he was gone and I had a great victory and a good stake and, and a time of praise. But oh, how, how easily we can lose that praising and rejoicing in the Lord. How quickly Satan can throw a snare out there and just, and man, I'm trapped. And, and that consciousness of God, that joy and rejoicing is taken, and I feel all of this anger and bitterness and, and all. He, he knows where to hit us. He knows how to get us. But let's not let him do it. <laughs> let's keep the right perspective. Take another swing around the block or around the store or whatever you have to do in order to maintain that glorious joy and praise and rejoicing in him. Poor Jeremiah. I'll sing unto the Lord. Praise the Lord, for he has delivered the soul of the poor. Oh, oh cursed be the day I was born. That is, I don't know what happened between those two verses, but something really came in and wiped him out, put him down to the bottom of the barrel. our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Jeremiah in our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Jeremiah 18 through 20 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and bless you this week. May he watch over your lives and keep you in his love. May you abound in the love of Jesus Christ. May there just be that rich flowing forth in and from your life as God works in you, his perfect work of love and grace. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Undoubtedly, one of the most glaring signs that our society is in trouble is the breakdown of the family unit. Marriages just aren't making it today, and kids are suffering as they watch the breakup of their homes. Those marriages still holding together are often plagued by conflict and turmoil, making the home a battleground instead of a refuge. 
That's why The Word for Today would like to present Pastor Chuck Smith's Marriage and Family MP3, where Pastor Chuck discusses basic biblical principles to keep a family's love alive. Each member of the family has a different set of needs and responsibilities. And when you know and apply God's principles, everyone in the family can experience real peace, real joy, and an agape love. To order your copy of the Marriage and Family MP3 by Chuck Smith, call The Word for Today at 800-272-WORD or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.